Hello, hello, and welcome to my podcast. Natasha here. We are reversing trauma with a lot of fun on this podcast by gently confronting your ego so you can find within this space a safe environment to question, to ponder, and to learn, and also to show up as your worst self and still deserve love. Hello, hello, and welcome to the fourth episode of this podcast. You guys have no idea how much I am loving sharing this with you. Thank you, everyone that has been giving me feedback as well. Oh my gosh, I am so honored. All right, so this episode, I want to talk about one of my favorite topics of all times the nervous system. Oh my gosh. And so I just want to clear something up for you guys. I am not like a neurobiologist or something like that. I am a simple human being. I have a passion for the nervous system. I've been studying it through, I guess, alternative means. I haven't ever had like a university study or I haven't had, um, you know, something that would be recognized, I guess, in normal society. But I have studied a lot with alternative practitioners. I have studied with Peter Levine, actually. Um, Well, not with him, but uh, through his practices and through his studies. I've also studied with the polyvagal theory and I've done a lot of this kind of woo-woo stuff where you know you're with the nervous system and you know you're, you're connecting with spirituality, you're connecting with yourself, healing trauma. So I understand very well what the nervous system is because of the studies and this experience. So Why do I care about the nervous system so much? Why is it so cool? And why am I making an episode about it? Well, my life is pretty much about the nervous system these days. And the fact is, is that it is one of the governing systems of your whole entire life, of your body, of your digestion, of basically your stress levels, of your hormone levels. So, I mean, if it's not pretty clear right now what kind of impact the nervous system has on your quality of life, um... I I don't know how to make it more clear. I mean, like, have you ever been hormonal? Like, we all know what, like, PMS is, right? So your nervous system can literally influence you being consistently PMS or not, right, basically. Um, So the main thing to understand is that the nervous system is super, super, super complicated, right? It's super complex. It's like every nerve on your body and every nerve in your spine and everywhere. And like, oh my gosh. However, because again, like I said, I'm not like a neurobiologist or something like that. I am able to still use knowledge of the nervous system in my everyday life because the concept that we need to understand to be able to influence our quality of life while being able to be conscious of the nervous system is actually relatively pretty simple. And that's what I want to go through in this episode. So basically, the automatic nervous system has two main settings, if you want to call it that way. And the way that I like to look at it is, I wish this was a video because it makes it super easy, but anyway, for you visual people, um, this is gonna be super easy for you, and for those that are not visual, um, I'm so sorry. We're we're gonna try to make it work anyway. (laughs) So you 
got to imagine kind of like a, a graph, right? Where you've got your X and your Y and you've got the, you know, the, the, the zero. And then imagine plus one, plus two, plus three, plus four. Everything that's on the upper part of the graph, let's, let's name that your sympathetic nervous system. And then you've got your zero point, and then you've got minus one, minus two, minus three, minus four. So basically everything that's in the minus, we're going to imagine that as your parasympathetic nervous system. So the nervous system has these two settings and in yogic philosophy or practices, we do call this, you know, Ida and Pingala, you know, yin, yang, um, you know, you've got like basically sun, moon, etc. Basically, this is the duality of our human existence inside of our body. So a normal, healthy nervous system that is, you know, functioning at its 100% is going to go like, plus one, minus one, plus one, minus one, plus one, minus one. And it's going to do that all day. And it's going to do that in consequence of what's going on. So, you know, oh, it's time to eat. You know, we're going to, the body's like, okay, we're going to engage the fire in the body. We're going to invade, you know, engage the sun. So, you know, oh, let's be in the, um, sympathetic while you're eating and then oh now it's time to digest okay we're going to go back into the parasympathetic and etc so actually something really cool if you want to do it right now if you want to see what nervous system state you're in right now it's actually really uh, easy and cool you just kind of put your finger under your nose and then breathe and then notice what nostril it's coming out of Okay, so mine's coming out of my left nostril. So actually, I am in a parasympathetic state right now. And so you, us, we associate the parasympathetic with the left and the sympathetic with the right. And so basically in yoga, this is super, super, super amazing because also let's say that you um, want to trigger that state in yourself. There's different ways that you can do that, but one of them is by breathing through only one nostril. And in pranayama, which is yogic breath work, actually what we call the king of breath work, which is alternate nostril breathing, uh, you basically, the practice is to block the right nose, inhale through the left, block the left, exhale to the right, inhale to the right, exhale to the left. So basically what you're doing is you're kind of, you know, triggering the nervous system in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out of these two states that would normally have a 90 minute transfer. So now you're, um, you're, you're doing that every breath. And so what that's doing is that's basically regulating it. Um, so coming back to the nervous system, uh, <laughs> kind of went on a little tangent there with the yogic breath work. Sorry, not sorry though, because that was really interesting, right? So um, this sympathetic and this parasympathetic state, Every 90 minutes is changing or according to what you're doing, etc. You're healthy, you're emotionally balanced, and your life is great, you have no problems. You don't exist. All right. So now what's really interesting about the nervous system is that it has a very, 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 very intimate relationship with trauma. Actually, I mean like trauma is just like a nervous system's like programming. <laughs> so um, I personally have a belief or a presupposition in life that every single individual that I meet 
is or has been traumatized. And so what I mean by that is basically once you are born and you were, you know, you were in that, you were in the womb and it was so nice and warm and food was just coming directly into your belly and it was just like you're swimming in this like beautiful liquid and you hear your mom's heartbeat and you're like a baby growing there and then all of a sudden you get popped out into this world with like super bright lights and then you don't have food connected to your tummy anymore and you don't hear the heartbeat super traumatic okay so my preposition my presupposition is that if you're born you're traumatized and then we're not even taking into consideration everything that happens from day zero to day whatever you're on right now and so i believe that we are actually everyone is ptsd that's how i see it and of course i'm not neglecting how you know certain certain people certain individuals that have have had more extreme situations in their life, their nervous system is going to be even extremely more um, PTSD. But I really like to take into consideration that everyone's PTSD because without wanting to, you know, disrespect the term, because I, I know that like some politically correct people over here could be a little bit insulted. I'm not trying to offend anyone. What I mean by that is this allows me also to have a high level of empathy and compassion for everyone because I don't ever know anyone in their life that hasn't had an emotional heartbreak, that hasn't had um, something physically painful happen to them, that hasn't had, you know, um, some kind of drama. Everybody's got drama, right? Drama and trauma. I mean, like, they sound the same. This ain't a coincidence. So the nervous system, understanding the nervous system and understanding how it works allows us to be able to have resilience 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 is the ability to bounce back from any kind of situation right and resilience is really 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 directly linked with the strength of your nervous system or with the state of your nervous system or with the relationship you have with your nervous system let's even say it that way so what happens when we look at this graph and go minus one plus one minus one plus one minus one plus one that's the normal healthy individual that rarely exists and that would also be called according to the polyvagal theory that would be called a ventral vagal state right so ventral vagal is actually where we feel connected it's 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 the most magical state that we can have it's it's when we feel open, it's when we feel safe, it's when we feel like we're allowed to be vulnerable, it's when we feel like we're not in danger, it's when we feel like we're able to socially interact with people. And this, this state, which is the regulated state, the ventral vagal state, this is where healing happens in the body. This is where digestion happens properly in the body. This is where tissue regeneration happens. This is where your, your, your prefrontal cortex lobe, the logical part of your brain is, is most active. This is when you're calm. This is when you're able to, to be like, just your actual more authentic self. And when you get into a sympathetic state, so remember that's like the plus one, plus two, plus three, this is what's commonly called the fight or flight. 
So now this is a state where you're ready to defend yourself, where you don't feel like you're completely safe. This is when actually most people call stressed out. Um, this is a state where your prefrontal cortex lobe is actually going to shut itself off a little bit. This is when your digestion is going to shut itself off. This is basically when your body goes like, uh-uh, bitches, mm -mm, we're running from a tiger over here. The only thing that I am keeping functioning is like very necessary, um, very necessary things in the body. Okay. So the heart is going to continue. I'm actually going to pump more blood to the muscles because you need to start running probably at any second. Your body is basically in red alert mode. Now, something that's even really, really interesting. And when you're in a sympathetic state, um, you might even have to go to the bathroom more often. You might even have to, if something triggers you and you're like, oh my God, you know when they say like nervous poops? You've heard that before, right? Well, nervous poops are literally your body evacuating your, your, what's in your system so that you are better, like you, you're better equipped to fight or flight. Isn't that freaking cool to know that? And then we have the parasympathetic state. So we've got the minus one, minus two, minus three, minus four. And so this is the state where it is often um, known as the rest and digest, uh, but it also has kind of its shadow, if you want to put it that way, which is the freeze state. So the freeze state is... Um, is, is basically depression. A lot of people will explain it that way. Lethargy, no motivation, but like, I don't really care. And you know, in this state, you basically from an evolutionary point of view are preparing to die. And so why that is, is because let's say that you're like a little deer and you're just running in the savannah and then there's this tiger that comes and is chasing after you and the, the freeze state is there so that when the tiger catches you, if the tiger catches you basically, um, you're frozen. So you're disconnected, you're dissociated from all sensation of your body. So as the tiger starts eating you, you don't feel any pain until you die. So I know this just got like super gory. <laughs> We've just gone from like nervous poops to like tiger eating a deer. Okay. I didn't know this was going to be so intense, but anyway, so this is basically what the nervous system state is for in the freeze. And now you might think to yourself like, oh my gosh, I recognize myself in both of these, right? I recognize myself as super stressed and I recognize myself as super lazy. And I also recognize myself as regulated. And so to come back to the polyvagal theory, just so that um, you know the vocabulary, the sympathetic is still called sympathetic in the polyvagal theory. Ventral vagal is regulated and dorsal vagal is when you're in the freeze. Now I could go into detail of why they have those names, but I'm not on this episode, probably in a next one. So what I want you to get out of this episode is I want you to be able to just notice in your life, when are you in these three states? And if you're in these three states and what do these three states, what triggers these three states? And for you to just start being aware that you have like three versions of you, if you want to put it that way. People talk about split personality. I'm like, yeah, no, duh. Everyone has three personalities. And I like to say it as a joke because I say to people often, I'm like, look, you're not a bitch. You're just in a dysregulated nervous system state. <laughs> 
Isn't that great? And here um, the detail is that I'm not trying to give you a um, get out of jail free card where now it's like, oh, well, I don't have to take responsibility for my reactions and I don't have to take responsibility for how I act and be and, and, and am as an adult because it's all my nervous system. Nah, girl, I'm sorry. Like, that's the complete opposite. So as you are becoming aware of your nervous system, it becomes your responsibility to know how to regulate your nervous system and to recognize when you are no longer in a regulated state and then to act accordingly to that. Now, what happens with most people is they, they, we don't have this information. They don't know this. They're just like, oh, I'm pissed. You know what I mean? I'm pissed off or, oh, I'm lazy, you know? And we, we don't understand how this is just a nervous system reaction that is out of our control, really out of your control. The nervous system reaction is out of your control. The regulation that comes with knowing that you got triggered out of regulation, now that is your responsibility, right? So this really comes down to one of my favorite quotes. It's not your fault that it happened, but it's your responsibility to heal, right? And that's basically, if you can embody this in every single moment of your life, you will probably um, have a lot more joy and ease and, and, and abundance and beautiful manifestations in your life because your vibration is going to be completely yours. You're going to be the boss of, of you. And that's what I love about the nervous system. So where am I going with this? Sympathetic nervous system states, how do you recognize them? So I kind of went over it quickly, but I just want to go over it one more time. It's um, dry mouth, uh, increased heartbeat. You're going to notice maybe, you know, you got like the sweaty palms or something like that. Your, um, if you did feel hungry, you don't feel hungry anymore. Maybe just a lack of hunger as well, because your body is focused on you being able to fight or flight. Um, you're going to be a lot more snappy, a lot more irritable. Uh, you're going to be in, in a sympathetic state. You don't think straight necessarily. You don't think very logically straight. Um, you're probably going to be a little bit more clumsy, a little bit more fumbly and basically anything that you can, you can imagine any symptoms that you can imagine in yourself that when you're stressed out and then when you come to the parasympathetic state, it's a lot of apathy. It's a lot of, you know, depressive, it's a lot of lethargy, um, it's a lot of dissociation. You don't really know necessarily how you feel. You're just kind of like in your body, just like, meh. You're just kind of like, meh. So it's the freeze state, right? And when you're in the healthy, regulated state, it's you are able to logically understand things. You are able to socialize with other people. Um, I, I guess that's another one with the, um, with the sympathetic. When you're in the stress state, you feel like everyone's out to get you. Uh, you feel like it's not safe. You feel really on the defensive. You're really, really, really skeptical and weary of everything that everyone's doing. And on, when you're in the parasympathetic state, often what I've noticed is, you know, you just kind of feel this, this complete, like no fucks given, but like in a kind of toxic way, um, where it's kind of like, you just assume everyone hates you. You just assume that you have no value. Uh, you're just like, you feel worthless. Um, that's, that's, that's kind of the, um, 
the, the emotional state that I would associate with it. Whereas when you're regulated, when you're in the ventral vagal, you feel open to people, you want to socialize, you are able to have conversations. And the number one thing, this is something that's really, really interesting. I think I'm going to make a whole episode just on this. One of the main factors that will influence someone feeling like they're in a ventral vagal state or being in a ventral vagal state is the options that they have in front of them. One of the main things uh, from the stress state and the uh, freeze state is that people are often in those states when they feel like they don't have options anymore. When they feel like they no longer have the ability to take a decision. When they're kind of cornered, right? And so why is that such a, a, a huge thing is because if you are wanting to do something like work out, you're like, oh, I want to exercise or you're like, oh, well, I want to get this work done, you know, or um, at, at work or in your business or whatever it is. And then you say, I have to do it. I have to exercise. I have to get this work done. I have to submit this paper. I have to read this book. I have to do this. I must do this. I need to do this. I should do this. That is removing your power of making a decision that is removing the options from your life that is cornering you into a space where you have to do this. Basically, that's a big ass tiger chasing you. Mm -hmm. So that's why you get triggered into stress mode. And one of the number one things that I notice, um, according to neurolinguistic programming, there is something called the necessity pattern. And that's exactly what I've just named here. And the necessity pattern is, I think, one of the most common nervous system triggers that almost, I guess, 99% of the population subconsciously has. And that's that I need to do this. I have to do this. I should do this. Oh, I should really start working out. Oh, I should really start working out. Have you ever heard someone that says, I should really start working out that actually starts working out? No. Why? Because when you say, I should really start working out, you're basically triggering your nervous system. And normally when you're not taking action, then that triggers that person into the freeze. So you don't have options anymore. Oh, I need to do this. I have to do this. I should do this. So normally the reaction of your body is going to be super stressed or super shut down. Now I'm not saying that everyone on the planet, you can maybe think, well, I know this one guy that I work with and he has this pattern. He says need all the time and he looks like he's super healthy and happy. Totally possible. And now this is something that um, I think is really nice to address at this moment. People that have had larger, more frequent traumas to their system are going to be largely and more frequently affected by these things. So I know for myself personally, um, if you listen to the first episode, you know, like my childhood was pretty fucked. You know what I mean? There was like emotional abuse, physical abuse, badminton, blah, 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 blah all that stuff. So like shitload of trauma, right? And so for me, I know my nervous system is super sensitive. So I'm super sensitive to these things because as soon as, you know, I get a little bit stressed, I don't get a little bit stressed. I get super stressed and then I get super stuck in that stress state. Obviously now I've been working on my nervous system for a couple of years. So, um, this doesn't really, this actually isn't that accurate because of the awareness I have. And this is actually why I do what I do, which is the podcast and the coaching and the just blabbering on about the nervous system all day. Um, and Basically, if you notice this in yourself that your nervous system is more sensitive, 
Again, it's not your fault. You're not crazy. I thought I was crazy for the longest time, literally. I still kind of think I'm crazy, but not in the same way. And the more that you've been subjected to basically your nervous system being, you know, shooting up, shooting down, being dysregulated, the more that this becomes normal for you and the more that you just kind of think like, hey, you know, like this, this is who I am. I'm an angry person. You know, oh, this is who I am. I'm a lazy person. No, not at all. This doesn't have to be you. You actually have the power to be that version of you that is totally regulated, that is totally in your power. And that is, that is free, that is aware, that is conscious, that is, that, 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 that is, that is, that is authentic. That's really what it is. I really believe that when we talk about coming back to our authentic selves, it's coming back to a regulated nervous system because when you're stressed, you're not you. And when you're in freeze, you're not you. And you know, maybe if you're listening to this, maybe you've spent your whole entire life or most of your life in stress or free state. That was me. That was literally me. And what happens? You self-medicate. How do you self-medicate? You smoke weed, you drink alcohol, you take pharmaceuticals, food, anything to change your biochemical state. Why? Because your nervous system wants to regulate. Maybe it's like binge watching. Maybe it's binge eating. Maybe it's, it's, it's sex. Maybe it could be anything. All of these things are regulating your nervous system. And so if you've ever identified, you're like, oh, I'm addicted to this, or, you know, this is how I am. I really strongly encourage you to not identify with any of those things and to just realize that is my nervous system. This is how the magical intelligence of the ancient wisdom of my instinctual body has allowed me to survive until now. Wow. Isn't that such a different way of looking at it too? How grateful are we that our instinctual bodies, our reptilian minds, that our old as fuck nervous systems have found ways for us to be able to regulate. Now, they're maybe not the healthiest, most beneficial ways in you know, the 21st century. Maybe they're ways that, you know, maybe we lose our relationships because of these ways that we regulate. Maybe we, maybe we spend too much money. Maybe we're, we're, we're not healthy, you know? But actually at the end of the day, your nervous system has kept you alive and has allowed you to survive through all of the bullshit that you've been through. Cause I mean, I, I don't think I know anyone that hasn't had any bullshit in their life. So this was the introduction to the nervous system. I am so grateful that you have listened in, tuned in. Um, I might be a little scattered in my thoughts. I'm sorry if I kind of went from one to the other, but at the same time, I do honestly believe that there is value here. I hope that you learned something. I hope that you maybe had a laugh or two, and I hope that you reach out to me. Please do. Um, my Instagram is Natasha, N-A-T-A-S-S-A, Natasha. Actually, if you haven't noticed, I have the word ass in my name. Yes. <laughs> I know. It's actually pretty cool. So natasa.alternative.lifestyle. So that is my Instagram. Reach out to me. I've also got my email, natasajelinas.com. And please, 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 any questions, any comments, anything, reach out to me. I want to know more about you. I want to know if these episodes have been helping you. Um, yeah. And I am feeling super regulated right now 
in the face of you.